So I was the Porter party. Any event like that is just bizarre. You know, it's just like so many people. I don't know very many of them. And even though I was there like with Mr. Porter, technically, like I didn't really feel like I had any handle on what was going on. <laughs> I've never had Hennessy before. It was sponsored by Hennessy. I had four Hennessy's. <laughs> Straight? Uh, on the rocks. Yeah, they're just pouring them on the rocks. So you're feeling you're feeling a four Hennessy evening at the moment. Well, c- congratulations. That's a that's a win all around. Was there any interesting uh, any close of note? At the, like I'm I'm curious. We we get New York trend reports frequently, but I feel like L.A. You kind of have to get like a. It's harder to get that vibe, right? Because you only can have like a few streets to glean from. Otherwise, you got to be in hotel lobbies or some shit. Yeah, I I I I I didn't feel like there was any there were I didn't feel like there was a ton that really like wowed me um i i mean there was one guy who was wearing a canadian tuxedo and he was glaring at me all night and i don't know what his problem was i wasn't he was like a canadian nemesis t- he he was sure acting like a nem- his nemesis behavior i didn't know him uh Dude, if he's you my should, nemesis you should have embraced this i don't understand why you didn't just like take that opportunity to be like yo you know what i could use an enemy oh i have you know i i have a full dance card of enemies already so <laughs> i don't know that i really need to take on a new one they require a lot of time and energy you know it's like a relationship <laughs> i mean well it is um, a relationship it's just a different kind of relationship you know it's true, like it's, you gotta true. you gotta keep it antagonistic 100 percent of the time <laughs> yeah because like, <laughs> like ultimately you'll realize you're close to them like ideologically usually like you know like in some mm-hmm. capacity like it's like if it's or not aesthetically like some, yeah aesthetically something you know, it's mm-hmm. like, but okay. So yeah, what were you wearing? What'd you go with? Well, so because I'd been a part of this Mr. Porter thing and they, they'd given us, they had like given, they, they said part of like our deal was that they were going to gift us a full look for the party from the collection. And, but then they just sent me a, I'm sorry, Mr. Porter, if you listen to this, but they sent us a lot of like <laughs> t-shirts and hats and I was like, how am I going to wear all these t-shirts and hats? You should have Joey so. Tribbiani the shit out of that thing and just been like, y'all said you were styling me. What the fuck? I am not responsible for this. This is what you put me in. So, of course, when I got, they sent us an email, be like, please wear the looks we sent you. So, I was just like, I was like, okay, I'll wear one t-shirt because I didn't want to wear a t-shirt to this nicer party. But I was like, okay, I'll wear a t-shirt. And then I have these like vintage, I wore like kind of like a Canadian tuxedo, but in like brown, uh, a brown taxi uh, canadian tux so like, like khaki like a like a Indian- no like like a dark brown not not khaki like denim no so um like a bedford cord levi's uh jacket and then a uh and then a, a lee like poly cotton blend flared pant that's why this dude was staring at you because he was like motherfucker is on my corner but doing it doing it a little bit more nuanced yeah yeah and- I knew I knew there's going to be a few oof shoulder. There's going to be a few like denim denim guys there. I I really brutally stubbed my toe before I left the house. <laughs> like like the like it's like so bruised and swollen this morning. I honestly might have broken that shit. It was what, oof. It was gnarly. You're, you're afflicted all around. Yeah, well, but I, my, my scene report is there wasn't really any. It, it was kind of dark though, so it was honestly hard to really get a, a sense of what people were wearing 
and then it's lighting LA. wise, not like mood wise, right? <laughs> no, lighting wise. I mean, this house was in, it's like the biggest house I've ever been to, and it's like it was way up in Bel Air, and the, you had a view on it, like the opposing neighbor. Like, there's not really neighbors up there, but like the next hill of the same height over was the Fashion Nova house. <laughs> so Wait. they have. They have a view of the Fashion Nova house. And then it was like, you could see the ocean. You could see downtown. You could see everything. <laughs> There's, I kind of need to know more about the fashion. There's a fashion and entire, like, what does the Fashion Nova house do? I, well, it, you know, all those houses seem empty, you know, like those huge <laughs> mansions. But apparently the founder bought, the founder of Fashion Nova. Oh, uh, I thought it was like <laughs> a content creator hub where they were just fucking going it's a human trafficking outfits. Hub. Like, yeah, like just. <laughs> like cam people just going through just being like this is what i'm wearing today but 25 times during the day i don't really know what happens there but i i have a sense it's it's against the law <laughs> it's dark <laughs> um yeah i didn't I, I i feel like i i for for whatever i think when i'm when i'm at something like that i kind of like tend to like circle the wagons mentally because it's just there's just so many people and so many people like kind of flexing a little bit so I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to be drinking free Hennessy and I'm going to be eating. They had free, they had a pizza station and they had night market, which is really good Thai food. And I was just like bouncing back and forth between the pizza, the Thai food, the Hennessy. I was just, I was just like, I'm going to make use of every amenity. They had s'more, like a s'mores station. You could make s'mores. I was just eating. So. Smorgasbord. Um, Oh, it was. Yeah. Indoors, huh? That's a little dangerous. Or was this outdoors, the s'more station? The, it was mostly outdoors in like the backyard. Um, I'm, yeah, I wish I had more to, t- I feel like there were a lot of like short men with, with like manicured, very manicured beards. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't get out of your way if you at- said, excuse me. And uh, I saw some like fuzzy sweater vests. But I'm also realizing that like, I think the Mr. Porter demographic in LA, is like a very it's very different from kind of like the way I perceive the Mr. Porter brand in my head, you know, because they're really like in it for like the luxury stuff and like much more of the like they're like even though like I saw Yuki Matsuda there like you, you, of Yucatan fame and he and I had a great conversation, but it's like I think it's like the people that shop Mr. Porter in LA are very like West Side West Hollywood logo. You know, so it was kind of more, it wasn't a ton of like their kind of low key, if you know, you know stuff, it seems. Cuccinelli, not, not Jamala. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. That's what a manicured beard is, you know? Welcome back to Blowout, everyone. I am here uh, with Albert. Albert, how we doing? Four Hennessy's later. For you know, it's it is such good alcohol that I don't feel any. I don't feel anything but sleepy. You know, and that's the best kind of hangover. <laughs> One that you don't need anything but sleep to solve. I respect that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mine usually require like 42 steps that I have to make in order. Otherwise, none of them work. It's like a, it's like a reverse catastrophe. It might be decorative gourd season, uh, but it mm. is also mule season. Um, the, 
the mule mint or whatever the fuck we're calling it is in full swing. Uh, my corner, you know, something like that. My, my oh, corner good. though is officially cooked. I am a single issue voter and that issue is creating like a raid spray product that works just on TikTok trends. Not, not the people doing them, just, just the trend itself. Uh, because I don't know if you saw this reporting in the New York times, Albert, but I did. I read that. But Birkenstock Bostons are like fucking impossible to find. And I have a hole in my 2022 pair and have yet to purchase my 2023 pair and can't fucking find them. Uh, And this is all, according to the Times, thanks to social media. Quote, the cork heeled staple has become a hot ticket item in recent months. And it's so hot that the taupe suede leather model read my fucking model. The favorite among TikTok users also is sold out in every size on Birkenstock's website. Only a few sizes are available in other suede leather colors, which leaves us all three options. So one, you can wait patiently for a restock, which fucking sucks. On the Birkenstock subreddit, which apparently exists, I've never ventured there, although it does seem like it's primed for me. Uh, a community <laughs> which is, as the I'll Times check notes, that out while you're talking. Right, devoted entirely to the German footwear brand. Uh, users post updates alerting other community members when certain styles are back in stock. But blink and they'll be gone again. There's nothing left in the New York stores, um, according to the the story. And then they said the second option is you can try your luck at an outside retailer, but the supplies have also appeared to dwindle in recent weeks. And the third option, which is like absolutely fucking objectionable, objectionable, is to pony up some extra cash for resale sites like eBay and Poshmark, where sellers are listing pairs of Boston's for marked up prices, in some cases for more than double their retail value. Which for folks at home is like three hundred fucking dollars, and to mm. that I say fuck out of here with that shit. I apologize mm-hmm. for. I mean, I don't. I swear. But like, you know, ultimately this this is like a, we we've hit close to home. Um, mm-hmm. on this one, I feel <laughs> I feel completely impeded upon. Like before, like I've I've always uh, you know, it's like it's this one is like man, they they really came for came for where I live, but but yeah, so. I guess on a slightly more grounded note or not a myopic one, apologies to those out there who's like, fuck is he talking about? Birkenstock Bostons are officially mainstream, uh, which means that mules are also mainstream and clogs. Mm -hmm. And like, aside from my own selfish inclinations, this is a good thing. I think Mm -hmm. Uh, I cape for big comfort. Like I'm a lobbyist on their fucking retainer budget. And like along with oversized and everything, easy pants and uh, a near extinction level event for hard bottom shoes. Big comfort mm-hmm. is fucking thriving. Um, but because of the knock on effects, as we mentioned earlier, related to this unforeseen popularity, uh, thank you vultures, but that showbiz baby, um, mule or mule adjacent alternatives do seem, uh, like something we should get into and we got mm-hmm. them right. Yeah. I mean, do you want to like, like, do you want to spend a little time like trying to break down what has happened to Boston's? Because I feel like, I feel like it's, 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 I feel like the men's side of TikTok, like, I think like the, the more fashion inclined side of men's TikTok, like a year ago was getting into Boston's. And then now Boston's have gone viral, I think on like on the women's side of it. I don't know. I think yeah, it's like so, women's. Women, yeah. So I reached out actually to a uh, a friend of mine who is very TikTok uh, on or just extremely on TikTok, we'll say. 
and was like, yo, what the fuck is the deal? And I guess there's something called like the clean girl aesthetic that these have like really, really tapped into. It's basically fucking kinfolk life. Like it is like, if you remember okay. that stage of Instagram, like it's like Scandinavian minimal, a lot of beiges, mm. a lot of whites, a lot of like light colored wood. Um, but yeah, so like this has definitely got on it, but I do think that where like, as our listeners probably know, every time they try to get into detail about what they're wearing, uh, there aren't that many fashion dudes, like despite mm-hmm. what the algorithms might make you think. So like the Birkenstock Boston supply could absolutely handle the fashion dudes. Like that was mm-hmm. not an issue. They were good. We were fine. But ultimately both like the, the embrace, I mean, and like, by the way, it's a unisex shoe and it always has been, always will be. But mm-hmm. I think the, uh, the significant other acquisition and like just the breach into boyfriend territory and husband territory has definitely had like a, had a break on things. And like, I actually had someone personally apologize, like as a, like a joke, but also not, uh, a girl used to make fun of me for wearing them to the bar being like, Hey, I guess I owe you an apologies about the Birkenstocks. Um, and I was like, no, I'm actually, uh, a little upset about what's going on now. Cause I like my shoes, but no, I mean, it's like, you know, never early or never wrong. Just a little bit early, but yeah. So so it's, cl- it's, it's, I think it's the clean girls who are buying it for themselves, clean girls that it girlies. And then I think that like the mood board, uh, discover page kind of men's, uh, Burks all like make the rounds. And I think I've seen a lot of like f- uh, women on TikTok like sharing like, yeah, like hot guys in Carhartts wearing, Birkenstocks holding a tote bag pictures from like 2020 or 20, you know, that they're like, oh, look, and they just like make a vibey video with all of those. So I think then they buy them for their boyfriends, perhaps. So whatever happened, it's cooked. <laughs> and all, also, so like these inventory levels are always living on a hair's edge, like to go mm-hmm. inside baseball, you know, it's like because you're trying to figure out the exact number you can make to sell at full price, like not a, not a pair over kind of deal. And so like, you know, as the Samba, the Samba shortage, the great Samba shortage of the summer 2022, uh, showed it's like, there's sometimes it's just a straight up inventory like issue, but it's not, not a ton. It doesn't take a ton to throw that in those inventory levels into like full flux. Like if, Mm -hmm. if TikTok ever got a hold of like some of these, like, you know, more like heritage where low inventory brands that, that we all love over at Heddles it would be absolute mm-hmm. chaos. You know, like they wouldn't be able yeah. to figure out that shit for, for fucking ever because it's like they make evergreen stuff that never goes on sale. You know, it's like, it's just like if that inventory cooks, it's like, I don't know, we can make like 10 pairs of these a day. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what's going on over on the Birkenstock side. So I'm sure they're feverishly producing Boston's and are like cutting Arizona production, which sucks because Arizona's are probably going to hit next. But, uh, but yeah, so that being said, it's no longer this like goofy shoe that people are like making fun of or like trying to make some like fucking granola joke or whatever about, you know, it's, it is fully mainstream. Wow, I remember the chip a couple, on your shoulder is showing. Right. Right. No, there's <laughs> like, I remember like three or four months ago, fucking, uh, Earl sweatshirt tweeted out. I wore the Berkies to the club and I ain't never going back. And I was like, yo, see like, like something's happening here. Like some, something is indeed happening here, but no, I mean, I do think that for whatever it's worth, that silhouette has been 
like ripped off, modified, adjusted, refined, whatever you want to say by a whole bunch of also like pretty high, like, I mean, Marnie essentially makes like a Boston now, you know, it's got a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a geometric shape to it or like finer lines or whatever, but like that silhouette is available. 316 makes a great version that we're about to tap into, but, Mm -hmm. um, would you wear Crocs to the club? It depends on the Croc model. Uh, I wouldn't go like OG regular, like, but there's some, some ones that they've got in that back catalog, uh, that you can find over on, I think like very advanced, uh, that Instagram, that Instagram account or at you are Ryan, um, my buddy who designs over there is always posting, uh, some cool, cool, like croc archives, but no, probably not just like the regular ones. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. Just a question. Oh, no. Um, and we'll get into Crocs a little bit, but so, but yeah, so that's all to say that, uh, I think the world is ready for mules, particularly like, or just like men in backless shoes in non, uh, slider sandal, like Adelette settings. And, uh, we wanted to get into some of them in case folks were like, damn, I missed my window on Birkenstocks because there's a whole bunch of good shit. That's not Birkenstocks. So Reed, you're wearing these in the fall in New York. Oh, I mean, I basically wear them unless it's wet on the ground. So do you just wear like a, a like a heavy, like a thick sock, like a wool sock? Yeah. Like there's probably like a point in like deep, like January, February, where it's like, mm, probably not. But like, I can't really think of a time when I wouldn't take my dog for a walk in a pair of clogs adjacent footwear. Like sometimes it's mm. like going to be a different, a different uh, model, different brand. But sure, I sure. do not think there is, I mean, I wore fucking uh mules on new year's last year i mean i guess it's technically always mule weather where i live but not really a mule guy so but let's get into it let's see what our options are well and here's the thing too about mules like once you decide that you're going to breach into like those those uh sort of whatever lands those uh those untamed lands there's like a mule for every fucking region like you mm-hmm. don't, it's not just like, oh shit, it's warm weather. So like, that's where I wear my mules. Like, it's like, no nah, man, mm-hmm. like we've got ones that will rock in fucking Iowa in the winter time. How if many mules do you have right now? Oh my God. Let's not, I don't like, I'm like, look, like I'm literally like, hold on one second. He's thinking he's counting on his fingers. I'd say at least eight pairs. I mean, some are like kind of doubled up and like some are of various, like, I think you could kind of debate as to whether they are or are not or like you know but like like some some are like people would look at them and be like that's a different shoe like i know what shoe that is that's not but it's like a backless it's a backless shoe so yeah like this is uh what are we wearing what are we co-signing just gonna throw some some uh out there for you the first being my most recent mule acquisition which is the 316 uh i think they're just called the mule like one word, I, I like a Jordan Peele film. Um, just mule. I got the brown ones. I don't regret it. I just want the black ones also. Uh, I don't know how to explain what that feeling is, but gluttony, uh, <laughs> probably. But yeah, so that's, they don't have my size, which sucks. So that's like, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of an impediment. But yeah, so basically what these are, are these are like a very soft calf leather, slightly thinner, like skinnier version of a Boston. Like I don't want to with a, like, I don't want to sell it short because it's definitely its own 
its own shoe, but it's got a cork footbed um, mm-hmm. as well, which is like really, again, that's like one of those things where it's like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. If you're going to do one of these things, like I think like cork is fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. They're suede lined. They're super stripped down. Um, they're similar to the 4S Saba loafer, but without like the crisscross of the Saba, which I think is for or not for some people. Um, and they're significantly less expensive as well. Um, but I would like sort of put those in the same category as like the refined version um, of the Birkenstock. Look more streamlined than a Boston for sure. Like you could absolutely wear this to a wedding probably regardless of season, if you did the right, if you played it right up top, um, like in, you could definitely wear the Burks if they're clean, but like people are going to be like asking you about it. Um, like these are like wedding basically appropriate. I would say like up to that level, like again, people are going to ask you about the backlist thing, but they look good. Um, in that context as well. And also look great with jeans or the fuck ever you want to wear them with. So, uh, yeah, that's the number one. And then, like, if you want, we were discussing the Marnie version, which is like the real. Like, if you want to just be like, "Fuck it," I feel like spending seven hundred on these. Um, I think they also run like a tabby version. Uh, the Marnie one has like a very ran into a wall uh, toe box. Like, it's just very vertical. It's, it's not as rounded as either the Burke or uh, the Mule from three sixteen is. But um, those are like sort of the three the three refined variations. Are you into any of those? as a Boston alternative or not? I mean, you know, I want to support 316 and all their endeavors. It's, it's, I guess I just, I, this to me starting to get in those like slipper territory a little bit. I don't know. Um, I do, I do like the, the, like the wide, you know, the wide um, front of a, of a Boston just because it really has such a distinct look. And, um, but you know, I, I, I'd be down to try. I just, I just like, I'm so, I'm so rough on my Boston's, you know, like I'm so rough on them that it's like, I don't really know. I don't really know how like an upscale version of that would fare in my wardrobe because I guess like I could probably wear them to nicer things. Like you're suggesting like to a wedding or something like that, but I'm pretty rough on them. So that's how I typically have used my clogs in the past, my mules. So I just have to kind of adjust my wear style perhaps. Well, if you are a little rougher, uh, the ones that are kind of, I feel like getting a little bit of buzz, at least in my immediate circle, are these ALD, like the uh, Amelion Dor um, garden clogs, which are basically just garden airs, I think. I could be wrong in that regard. Um, they're calling it the garden mule, garden clog, yeah. But yeah, they just look like they're like, they're a garden air, essentially, but they're really good. They did them in this yellow that's just like, get out of here good um good soul nice like kind of heavy lugged soul looking deal yeah yeah so it's like it's it's gonna give you a little bit of distance from the road if uh it's wet you know and you just kind of like you're looking Mm -hmm. for a stomping shoe you know like i probably wouldn't wear these like after a snow but like after a rain you're good um yeah those are cool i like those yeah they styled them really well too you know and I know, I know, uh, folks, particularly in our neck of the woods, have mixed feelings on ALD, but I think these ones are. This is one of those good ones, uh, footwear wise. Yeah, and those rub, those like rubber gardening clogs. There's something really interesting about them, and I think they're. I think that's a, always a really cool look for people that are willing to 
like thing to pull that off, pull that off, you know? Yeah. You know I mean? And they're, they're 95 bucks, which is oh, both wow, like a lot awesome. and reasonable. Like, you know, like it's like, and, uh, for ALD reasonable. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's inventory left too. Like folks are not jumping on these like crazy. Um, and so, yeah, they're like, if you're looking for, like you were talking about, like a shit kicker pair of, of clogs or mules or just like something that you're like, Hey, maybe I'm going to just like run these for errands until I get used to the silhouette, but I am interested. I feel like this is like a solid entrant in the fray and three days of wearing him. You're going to be like, why have I ever had a back on any pair of shoes fucking ever, which you'll then remember the second you do something like remotely athletic in a pair of backless shoes. You're like, fuck, like, unless those are beatniks, by the way, which got sport mode. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, so, so yeah, I, I think these garden clogs are great. I've been going back and forth on them for like a week now on whether not whether I want them or I want them. It's not a question. Like, do I want, yeah, I fucking want them. Uh, of course I want them, but it's like, will I get them? I don't know. I was gonna say, one of the reasons I don't know is because of the chilbies that I do own mm-hmm. that are essentially the same shoe with just a little bit of a higher, uh, vamp or like a higher collar mm-hmm. on the front. So these are made in the USA. They're just like hand cut rain boots that have been made into a clog but you get like Mm -hmm. an inch and a half two inches of separation from your heel like heel to ground so you can Mm kind of stomp around in whatever weather they were made in utah or like designed like for utah too um i don't exactly Mm -hmm. know where they were made i'm pretty sure the u.s but um yeah the guy who designed them lives in utah and deals with like the shitty slush all the time and was like yeah i need to make a clog that can handle some some acg Mm -hmm. um and can confirm that it does. I'll wear these like during snow, after snow, like not on a fucking trek, but mm-hmm. feet stay dry. Miraculous. I have no idea how, but it, they do. I feel like these are different enough. The garden and clogs and the chilbies, I feel like are pretty different. You think I get my, my, my rotation could support both without people being like that man is just obsessed with this rubber clog silhouette. Cause I feel like, by the way, like one, like we should, I think, I don't know if we, I can't speak for, for my dear friend Albert over here, but like, I feel like a warning to anyone trying to dip their toes into the, into the mule Creek is that like, I don't think you need to be an mule exclusively Creek. mule, you know, I'd say we're, we're, we're workshopping things right now. Um, I don't think you want to be like the guy who's only All known. Mules. Yeah. Just like, you know, like. I think you can be if you're like, if it's like something you're cool with, but like, I think you need to like, think about that, I guess. It's like, you know, it's like, this is a conscious, like have some other things to mix into that rotation to make sure that it's like, Oh no, he does wear a shirt. Like you don't want people being like, you know, just associating being like, Oh yeah. Like I speaking from experience here, like it is weird that I have a pant. Like that isn't a specific thing, but people are like, Oh yeah, it's a read pant on this mm-hmm. site. Like that is, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm that transparent, huh? And yeah. And so like, you know, like Albert, you get to be like, I don't know, like I can, like if it's flared, I'm like, I think he'll like it right now, but that's mm-hmm. not like a permanent thing. And it's like, there's nothing that defines an Albert, an Albert garment. You know, it's like, no, I'm fickle so, or ever changing. And so, yes, that is something I would caution if you start getting a little too, like I have too many mules as we've discussed. And it's like, I think people probably wonder if I ever wear normal shoes, uh, 
that could like actually handle some, you know, like I wouldn't be able to handle a quick apocalypse situation very well at many points in my life. Like I wouldn't have the running, the running footwear to, uh, to escape from anything. Um, I'd probably just let it take me. And you live in a city that's primed for a Godzilla attack. So yeah. Or, you know, World War Z style event. Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah, no, it's like (laughs) my girlfriend lives in, uh, in K town and Koreatown in LA, which is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful architecture. Uh, beautiful architecture, great food, but a notoriously uh, like wild part of town. You know, cars get broken into, shit's always going down. And, you know, like when I'm leaving my house to just go over there, sometimes I'm like, I want to wear my Boston's just be comfy, arch support. But then I'm like, there's a very high probability that I'll have to run. I'll have to like book it. And I'm like, okay, I better wear something that I can, re-. you know, it's, I, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, lace you know, up the th- PF flyers, run faster, <laughs> jump higher at that point. No, I understand. Yeah. yeah. That's also part of being part of being a, a Jewish is you have the instinct that you may have to flee at any moment. So you want backs on your shoes. <laughs> this is why I say I'm the worst Jew always. It's like, I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm, I get comfortable quickly. And it's like, I feel like I just like get a few like, huh, what was that? Like as the world ended mm-hmm. around me, but I'd be like, I don't have the footwear for this endeavor. No, I do. I've got a well, pair of Adidas Terex that could really get me through, but uh, I wouldn't be wearing those frequently. So like in a momentary situation, I'm in trouble. Well, Reed, I, I feel like you, you, I guess, yeah, we're talking, we don't, yeah, people shouldn't pigeonhole themselves too much with too specific a thing, but I feel like you do have such like a, a wide, I, I feel like variety of piece, even if they're in sort of read categories, you have a lot of options and you, I think you, you're not someone who's like, you know, it, it's, it's like, it's not like you're wearing the same pair of jeans for three years to get like crazy fades you know i feel like you do it seems like you rotate your stuff no yeah i remember my dad told me when i was younger he's like we really only have like five shirts we wear and like Mm -hmm. at the time he was very right about what i was but then like i will say i noticed that i wear a lot of my shit like and i can say that because like my bed is just filled with shit i've worn like recently right now because i had to move it from my chair to record this podcast Uh, (laughs) a little glimpse into the life of reed everybody but um but yeah, like I try to, I try to make sure that I wear what I've got um, as much as I can. Like, there's only so many days, and so like some shorts are just left to the wayside, and you know, it's what it is, what it is, or whatever. But like, and I obviously can't wear all my shit. Like that's silly. But I do, I do try to cycle it a lot. But yeah, we will get into the pigeonholing in just a moment. That's a good little teaser yeah. for what we're talking mm-hmm. about later on. But but yeah, so Keep this mule uh, train rolling. <laughs> <laughs> this day i don't even, i don't even know what you call a group of mules moving around so uh i also do run like the i was speaking to the the new year's i run the blackstock ellis the blackstock and weber uh it's called the ellis loafer but it's got like the convertible convertible back you can step that shit down you can wear it up you can do whatever you want that is definitely a route i advise although one thing i will say is that it's not a true commitment mule wise like you can, when you rock it down, which I'll do on occasion, it does like, it looks cool, but it's not like the full mule silhouette with that, like slant in. So I do oh, feel true, like you're true. like only going halfway into the waters there. Like, you know, like you're just letting people see your nasty heel without like, the rest of your, your pretty foot. So, 
Uh, Whoa, is that just personal? Right. Yeah, um, that's 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 the thing. My heels so <laughs> fucked up, man. Climbing shoes are bad for heels. But but yeah, so so that sort of that that rounds off like the normals. But then uh, we've got a few others here that I just wanted to to gauge your opinion on. Fear of God does these like weird molded white ones that I've actually seen look very good in context. Like it's a, it's like sort of my preferred, if you're going to do like the GQ 2014 sneakers and suit, I want you to do these sneakers and not a pair of common projects. They're like, oh, they're literally, yeah. I don't even know if there's a line on them. Like they are so beyond minimal. It's nuts, but it's a really nice shape. Um, and yeah, it's like, it just sort of looks like a, a Vans era that you chopped off the back on, but then like cleaned up the lines and made it a little bit more sleek. Oh yeah. That's cool. I think that's cool. Yeah. We don't, I feel like we don't ever talk about fear of God just cause it's like, I mean, it, but it is like made in America and pretty cool shit. Um, not for me. I don't own any of it. Not a single piece, but, um, and I haven't been super hyped on the footwear, but I do think these are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're well, sick. We'll link out to all these, by the way. Uh, then there's the, of course, the fancy Bostons. Um, mm-hmm. The Bostonians from the aforementioned Yuki Matsuda. But yeah. sometimes you can actually find these within like spitting distance price-wise, or you used to be able to a Burks on sale. I don't think that's the case, because I saw some listed at like fucking 600 on Mr. Porter, like shearling line ones, which seems a little steep. It's Marnie territory. And... Pro tip, uh, Rose Bowl Flea, sometimes they're on, they're like $30 sample sale. So the the only caveat there is for some reason the samples they sell are all the vegan leather ones. And I, I, I can't speak to the, I'm sure that the, like the traditional leather ones are very good quality. Um, I have found the vegan leather, though it holds up kind of like flakes and is, it just isn't quite as um, sturdy. So that's, that's that, but you can always I think just like probably... dip it in the blood to, to give it <laughs> mm-hmm. no, um, the, yeah, I, I haven't actually gotten to like handle the vegan ones either. And I think they also do, they had an Instagram account. I can't remember what it was. It was like monetary archive or something like that, where they would just like sell the shit also that was at the Rose Yeah. Bowl. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I would be curious to know if that's still going. Uh, maybe it was like Meg and Co, but yeah, I don't know if they're still running that or if they're just handling everything at Rose Bowl because it's easier and they don't have to ship shit. But if they are, I would definitely recommend banging that line, especially if you wear like anywhere around a size nine shoe wise, because that is all the samples. Megco Super Mall. Megco like Super Mall. There we go. Megco Super Mall. Don't say we never did nothing for you. Anyway, moving in. To Hydro Mocks, real fast, Albert. What you got to say about them? You've been testing them all week. Well, first of all, I have to say that the, the good people at Merrill treat me so well, and they pay me so well, and for those reasons, I love Merrill. But uh, last year, before I had any kind of relationship with them, really, they sent me a few pairs of the mocks. They sent me the the there was those the the other style of mocks that were really big in New York last year, the really called jungle mocks. I think that's like their yeah. classic, like that's like the classic dad lawn mowing shoe that was adopted by no leader, like the no leader dirt background. Yeah. Yeah. If that shoe was a little bit more sleek, I think I would really fuck with that one, but it's, it's a little hard for me still. 
I like the Hydro Mox like way more than I thought I would. I like because they they have a really good heal on them, so they're not really. I guess they are. They're maybe not as much of a mule as as others. They have this kind of like they have a heal on them. They feel really good on the arches. I usually wear them as socks though because they make my feet sweaty otherwise. But um, I keep a pair at my parents' house because they have a really crazy dog he's not a puppy anymore but he just like loves to chew on stuff and so i feel like if i have any of like if i bring loafers or anything over it's like game over he really chewed the shit out of some pair of boots which was pretty devastating oh it's that's um, yeah that's hard I'm but sorry. the hydro mox you know <laughs> thank you the hydro mox i are are like more are durable and you know are rubber and um yeah i think they're really good to have in the rotation and i've seen some like pretty cool fits pulled together with them but they're more my like chilling my chilling but all my mules are for like hanging out or just like doing short errands like nothing really high commitment usually same with my bostons you heard it here everyone the merrill the merrill hydromox fuck um so we're just gonna rip through these in the interest of time because I clearly uh, have a penchant for finding mules. Uh, for folks that want, like, the Nikes, speaking of old ones, the Nike ACG Air Mock, but for the house, and not the Nike ACG Air Mock at all, but uh, a Subu, I, those, the Subus are great. Like, they're really cool. They're, like, they're sort of like the, the Geo Ball also from North Face. Um, but just, like, they're, like, 40 bucks. They're good. Um, don't be wearing them outside. That's weird. You got the, the new balance ones in here. Oh dude, the 2002 R. you better fucking believe I do. That's, that is straight up. That is, that is all-terrain vehicle in the front and fucking beachside lounge chair in the back. And I love those shoes. For those that don't know, they just, they're just straight up the 2002 without a back. They're great. Uh, I want these for climbing so badly because nothing is worse than like moving spots and having to just like put my sore ass feet in some like high ass hiking boots again or some shit. Um, Mm. Like I just want to remove all that altogether and just like give me something I can slide into and like hopefully keep my balance in. I hope so. You know, um, sweet Coke, you know, they're, I like sweet Cokes. I have a couple pairs. Uh, from back when I haven't bought any in a long time, but they make so many fucking silhouettes and I feel like there is something for everyone. If you're into this, like very wide backless vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally we got to get to the, uh, the house of mules, which is just the Nepenthes suite. Like Nepenthes does the coolest shit every year. I think in, in mule, uh, like, both boundary pushing and classic digging. So they did the mm-hmm. easy mocks, which you got a pair, but they threw a horse bit on theirs, which was super sick. Um, just these like easy mock. They're like moccasins without a back. They're, they're very cool looking. I can't speak to how they wear. You can do that for me. Yeah. They, I feel like mine have like kind of warped around my, like, like they're not like, like, because I feel like nobody's like foot is like totally level, you know, and so they've really kind of like like they conform to your foot, but mine have done so in this kind of like crooked 
way in the back. Like they've kind of fallen down in the back a little bit. So these are like I these are like my hanging out near the beach shoes. I like my lounging shoes. All right, so judge judge's ruling can't discern whether this is an Albert Feet issue or a design issue. Uh we will put that to a later <laughs> date. But yes. they've got the Easy Mocks back in stock, which is very cool. I did not know that until I was putting this together. Um, but I was like, motherfucker, I thought these sold out. They're back. They also do just the these like uh Troentor clogs that are so fucking cool. I don't know if mm-hmm. I got the uh the fortitude to rock them. But these things, like if you want a pair of like, whoa, like Dutch boy clogs, like these things are fucking cool. Um, there's like, clogs. there's like a million different versions. There's some that are like bedazzled with like rhinestones and shit. Like they are, they're fucking great. Uh, they're like a wood sole. They're, they're heavy, but they are, Those are they are, cool. they're very cool shoe. Um, and they're definitely like a statement shoe, you know, like, I feel like that's like, that's like a level up situation with the mule. Uh, but I, I, I guess they were talking about the Trone Torp ones. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, but I also think that these are like, I think probably the most elite mules in my opinion, because I think there's so like, uh, there's like a very like rich history to this look, you know? And I think it's kind of like, it's going all the way in. I, I need to look in my closet for one second because I have another mule entry for you. One moment. Amazing. Simple shoes is a really good uh, Boston alternative. Amazing. I've seen those on your feed and they fucking mm-hmm. look great. Are they like a felt upper? Uh, n- no, it's, uh, it's like a suede upper. Okay. Ah, they got like a little trim around the vamp. Um, yeah. okay. So these, uh, there's, a pair of Roto Mary Janes that I've included in here. It's crazy. They're insane. For some reason, I feel like you could figure out how to run these. I don't know if you'd want to, but you could. Uh, for those at home, these, again, we will include these in the show notes, but these are basically just like a picture. Of, like they don't have a middle. They got a back. These aren't a mule, but uh, mm-hmm. they have definitely removed part of the upper. And in this mm-hmm. case, it's everything that goes over the foot. So uh, you are definitely you are definitely uh, going non-conforming with these shoes, but I think they're sick. I just don't like I don't have the fucking pant dexterity to wear them, so I don't really know. I, I can't really wrap my head around them. But I was like, I feel like if we left Albert alone in Nepenthes, New York, for like three hours, he could come <laughs> out. He could come out with a way to do it. Um, please then, leave me alone in Nepenthes, New York. Please, right. <laughs> Oh no. And then the final pair, let me update this really quickly. Are the uh Papillon embroidered the Papillon embroidered mules which are right there. They've been running these things for years. They're like a smoking slipper. They fancy. Mm, oh. Yeah, they run them in a bunch of colors. But these are fucking sick. They're like these like butterfly embroidered velvet smoking slippers. I think my favorite on this list by a long shot are the Trone Torp ones. I think those are my favorite. It's now our job, everyone, to convince Albert to buy the Trone Torps. <laughs> Wouldn't take a whole lot. Uh. <laughs> no. Um, when we come back, 
we will be discussing a question from one of our friends in the Discord about breaking out of a style rut or pigeonhole, whatever you want to call it. Blowout. And we're back. So uh, our buddy Will from Discord, uh, the Heddles Plus Discord, check it out if you haven't yet, um, had a good question just uh, this week in our question section where he said, uh, I have a question for everyone, really. Do you ever feel you pigeonhole yourself style-wise? Like maybe the majority of your wardrobe is comprised of pieces that can be deemed heritage wear, or do you feel like you can't buy some ASIC gel lights, for instance, or an Arcteryx down jacket because it doesn't necessarily fall in to that heritage wear bucket. And I thought it was a really good question. Um, you know, and I don't mean to put, to put anyone on blast, by the way, I love these questions. They're fucking great. Um, but I do think that it is like, it poses like a really interesting question and like an interesting dichotomy between like a personal identity and like a weird, like a weird, like sort of like self-imposed limitations right? Like there's a fine line between the two. So I was just curious, Albert, like what are, you know, first off, yes or no. Uh, no, just kidding. What are some ways that, that you like might feel pigeonholed or like maybe gave you pause or, or what are things that maybe helped you break out of a rut if you were in a rut or, or just like felt like you were for whatever reason precluded from buying something, not because of like any rules, but just being like, man, this isn't what I do. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I'm kind of in a rut right now. And I think I think that like it's kind of normal. I don't know if this is exactly what Will is feeling, but I think it's kind of normal to feel that rut when the seasons change because I feel like we get so we're like we have like a really great formula for what like makes us look and feel good by the end of a season. And then when the weather changes, it's honestly like it's honestly like you, you're used to one silhouette of your body and then you're layering and you get some kind of like level of body dysmorphia. I feel like where you're like, where's my body? Like, who am I? What is my body? Like, so I think that's like, first off, I think that's like really normal. And I, and I'm definitely going through it right now. Um, I also think that like, sometimes we can kind of like, we adapt to a seasonal wardrobe and sometimes like we let stuff go that we're like, Oh, I'll never wear this anymore. And it's like, you should have maybe held on to it just until the next season. So, I mean, I, I think that like we have to be like kind of kind to ourselves and allow ourselves to like take some swings. I think that like we can't really, you know, you can't be too like hard on yourself about like what your aesthetic is and like trying to stick to it. Like, for example, like I wear a lot of, you know, kind of like Americana old school kind of Western wear stuff. But I was sent a pair of Solomon XT6s and I'm like trying to figure out like, how do those look good? You know, like what makes those like, so, you know, but I feel like it, a lot of us have pieces in our wardrobe that are neutral enough that'll go with anything, like any kind of like Dickies style work pant, any shoe, like really any shoe or like a, or like a, um, like a kind of a BDU style cargo pant kind of any shoe like kind of either technical or more heritage like i think there are kind of but yeah for me it's like this season it's shirting like i am so fuck i feel so adrift with like finding cool shirts for myself and um 
Yeah. So I, I'm going through it too. I mean, I think Reed, do you, you have like a pretty established niche, but do you feel like, I feel like you're willing to experiment. Yeah. It's actually interesting. Cause like when I first like read it, I was like, oh yeah, like I am like, I am patient zero. But then actually like, uh-huh. I think like the more we broken it out because like I have such a weird like entry into this or not mm-hmm. weird, but like mine comes from sneakers, right? Like when mm-hmm. I was a little kid, that's all I cared about was sneakers. Like I mm-hmm. didn't really care about what I was like. I didn't really care about clothes. Like I like the cross shorts and basketball shorts. Like I like mesh shit, but like an umbros or whatever, but like I didn't, but that was because I wanted to look like, like athletes, you know, it was like, that was, that was the, that the only thing I really cared about when I was a little kid. But so I always sort of had this like relationship with technical wear, I should say. And then also yeah. living in Utah, I think like, I think it's really easy to disregard tech, like truly good tech wear if you're not necessarily like using it all the time. But like, I can just mm-hmm. promise you, like if you live in like in Park City, Utah, where I went to high school and like at the time before droughts had truly just, you know, climate change and fully like taken fucking hold, we would be getting like hundreds of inches of snow a year. Your driveway, our driveway would be like literally taller than me snowbank wise. You get to a mm-hmm. point where you're just like, I don't know why I'm wearing a wool. Like I need something Gore-Tex, you know? And so it's like, yeah. it, it becomes more of a function of like need and, and you integrate it that way, I think. So I think I had like a lot of that growing up, which is like probably like has made me less hesitant to jump into certain things. But I think like one of the better rules that I would follow is that like no one is paying as close attention to you as you. And Mm -hmm. so like the self-consciousness you might be feeling about like introducing a pair of like technical running shoes into your probably like maybe otherwise like leather, like, you know, like tanned leather footwear rotation. Mm -hmm. The most anyone would think like passing is like, I wonder if you worked out earlier today or something like that, you know, but like, I don't think anyone is being like, Oh, vibe shift, you know, like aesthetic, like record scratch. er, Like I think, so I think that it's like, and by the way, like no one would ever question anyone for wearing a water repellent shell during a rainstorm. You know, like if you become the person who buys an Arcteryx jacket and jumps in the shower, like that's something that your friends might notice if you're blasting it all over social. But I think that like ultimately doing so, like, especially if you're engaging for function where like some, and like, it's not that like, I'm sure people are going to be like, you can weave cotton and you know, there's water resistant cashmere and store brands. Like you can find all these natural, it's like for sure you absolutely can. And I'm not saying you can't. Um, but I do think that like, there is a limitation to some, like, as far as like practicality for some heritage pieces in that regard, like I wouldn't, if I were going hiking on a hiking expedition, I wouldn't buy those pair boot, like revenue. I don't know how to say those, but the hiking boots from pair boot. Avorias. Those ones. They're awesome looking. Mm-hmm. They're so fucking cool. If you're doing some city hiking, God bless you. Yeah. Rock the hell out of those things. But like, if I actually needed some like serious grip, if I was running the Matterhorn or some shit, like I would not be, you know, like I'd want the tech gear to perform. I think sometimes the Japanese workwear realm can be kind of a prison, <laughs> you know, and you have to like, there's this idea that you have to like really break everything in and that's really cool. But like, like exactly what Reed is saying, I had a hiking trip in Peru before the pandemic and I had to buy hiking boots. And of course I was like, Ooh, I want Danner boots. I want to like break in the Danner boots. And then, you know, I went to REI and and they were like, no, you should get some like Solomon hiking boots that require zero break in. 
and you never get a blister. And like, I think maybe if the way you justify like a more comfortable technical piece is by like actually putting it to use, like, yeah, like hike a bit or like run a bit. And then I think then that kind of like fear of being authentic goes away. Cause it's like, you've used it. You wear the shit out of it. It's comfortable. Right. Reed? Absolutely. And and you and I have discussed this before as well, but like there is something and like, this isn't to, to call out or, or, you know, like make anyone like wonder about those. Like, it's just that I think there is something weird like that gets lost in translation on occasion where like a lot of like the Avorias, which isn't Japanese workwear, obviously that's French, but that, that shoe was created to basically be the pinnacle of performance in its time, right? Like that was the Mm -hmm. best they could create, like with the, like the Norwegian welt and all these things to hike the Matterhorn. But like, we have since gotten way better. And so like, there is something weird about it. Like it's like in, in an odd way, it's like insisting on using a typewriter to take notes in class or something like that. When you can just like do Mm -hmm. voice record and save yourself a whole lot of trouble and actually pay attention, you know, Mm -hmm. or things like that. Like, I think that like, there's absolutely something nice when it comes to analog. Like, I think denim is a great example, right? Like, what are we doing? Why don't we just break in a pair of fucking jeans? Like, I don't like it because it's uncomfortable, but I think like there's a really cool, you know, argument to making those things yours. Um, but I do think that it, like, particularly when it comes to functionality, just like I would say, buy the thing that feels the best to do the thing you're trying to do. So it's like, don't worry about as much. And then, I think you'll also be surprised to find out like, or like to see, like, it's not like, it's not like, uh, it's going to sort of like taint the whole supply or anything like that of your closet. But I think it ultimately like will probably open like folks who are feeling that way up to a whole bunch of new, um, you know, things that they might not, not have messed with before or, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, I think that there's like a pretty wide chasm between buying an Arc'teryx jacket because you want a good rain jacket and becoming like a head to toe Arc, you know, unpaid ambassador. And I think, you know, like there's this, I lived in Oregon for a while and there's a weird insistence on not using umbrellas, which I've like sort of adopted. Mm-hmm. But like there also is these like hilarious moments when you just see people who are just like fucking soaked. And it's like, it's not raining sideways. Y'all could have just been fine with umbrellas. And, and you end up sort of punishing yourself for like, for a sort of like ideology that, and this is like, and, and I think this gets like, I never again, like I do so many things for myself, but like, I do think that like, if you're worried about it's, it's really a personal, like what you think of yourself while you're wearing it, because it's just like, I think in my experience, no one like Arcteryx will still let people know you're into clothes. If that was ever in doubt, you know, it's like, no one's. I don't think anyone's going to be worried being like, Oh man, they moved, they moved to a Canadian brand. What is that going to say? And I know it sounds like I'm trivializing it a little bit and I'm not at all. Like I, like I said, like I used to completely understand folks who would wear like the storm tech from Laura Piana and be like, why the fuck would I wear Vortex? This is waterproof, you know? And mm-hmm. like they would find old Mac coats on eBay that were still completely like great and waterproof and they'd wax cotton and all this stuff. And I completely understand that like all those things are great and effective, but like ultimately like, you know, I think if you're trying to, and if you don't care about branching out, then don't worry about it. But if you are trying to, like you were saying, I think that's the golden rule is use the thing that you're trying to get it for. So like, if you want a pair of ASICs, run in the ASICs, like running them a lot, you know, and, and be like, oh man, I use these things and I love them. And if you start wearing them with the other stuff, then that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, 
I think, yeah, like just don't like, I think there's, yeah, there's a big difference between like experimenting with Arcteryx, right. As you said, and then going full tilt, like becoming kind of a, a fashion casualty and Shower just letting, <laughs> yeah. And letting like, letting this thing like rule your existence. Like that's crazy too. Um, but I was also thinking, you know, like you just might have to like change up your like media diet a little bit too. Cause I think that, I think that like, I remember in like the 2010s when I was only on like heritage workwear Instagram, I was like, oh, this is what everyone's wearing. But then it's kind of like you take a step back and you're like, oh no, there's people that like use this in a healthy, that are like adopting this in a healthy, in like a normal way, but they're not like making it their whole personality. It's not like, it's not deck jackets and fucking engineer boots all day. For an argument on the other side, there was this, like my favorite customer at Union Made was this dude named Tony who would come in two times a year and he would buy the 21 ounce Ankara from Telesin, the wide fit heaviest fucking pair we had, I think, or maybe it was like, maybe it was whatever, like maybe it wasn't the 21, but it was like, it was the, it was the heaviest one we, we stocked as a, on a regular basis. And he would come in and buy two pairs twice a year. And I like after a couple of times, I was like, what's like, why do you do? And he's like, well, he was the, he ran like the, he was a foreman on a shipping and like he did a lot of, he worked on a shipping container ship and he ultimately ran mm-hmm. the bridge, but there was a lot of man, like there was a lot of labor he had to do. And he's like, it doesn't matter what type of pants I find. Nothing is as strong and comfortable as heavy denim when I break it in. And so I get the two pairs and then he would wear the shit out of them. And then he'd sell them in Japan when he would go over there and they'd be all faded and thrashed and then use them to buy his new pairs when he would get home. That's smart. And That's how the working man should play the. It was so sick. Game. I love. I loved this dude because it was like he didn't need anything out of him. It was like he would fade him like ten years in six months. You know, like that. Like with how hard he was working. But I also thought it was really cool that basically he was like, yeah, no one has created a better fabric than like duck canvas or denim for the work I do. You know, like this is this is still the best. Like it allows me the most mobility. It softens up nicely without losing strength and this and that and the other. So it's like there's definitely a place. Like if like. You know, like there's definitely the argument for the other side too, where it's like, no, fucking stick with the heritage shit. Don't like, don't let anyone get off that. Like steel toed boots are so fucking valuable in so many places. And it's like, sometimes the heritage ones are really good too. Um, but it just, it's also like, yeah, I wouldn't be buying, like, if you want a nylon jacket, don't buy one from a heritage wear company just because it like allows you to stick with that aesthetic. Like go buy something that's actually going to fucking rock. If anyone has any mules they'd like us to check out, if we missed them in our fucking exhaustive, like, thanks for sticking with us, by the way. You must love fucking mules. Um, hit us uh, at blowout at heddles.com. Or if anyone uh, has any other questions, please drop them in the Discord. Um, we would be happy to talk to them. If you don't want us to say anything about it in the Discord, just be like, yo, don't talk about this on pod. This is a community thing. But uh, yeah, we love hearing what you all are talking about as well and, and wondering because I think it also uh, is helpful for us to think too. You know, it's like what we talk about when we talk about clothes. For sure. Well, yeah, thanks for sticking with us, folks, and hope we were able to help. And um, sorry, I'm so sleepy. I'll, I'll have another Hennessy and I'll, I'll wake right back up. I think that's an episode. <laughs>